Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 12th of March 2018. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Aaron Ramsey about his early days with the club. But we kick off by looking back at another pretty successful double game week, I'm pleased to say, with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, the Press Association's Mark Van Bryans joins us as our Arsenal Insider. Mark, always good to have you on the show. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Thank you for having me back. And back in a, a good positive mood, I would hope, after back-to-back wins. AC Milan first leg and then backed up Emirates Stadium on Sunday against Watford. Yes, of course, you know, if, you, if you're struggling, then what else is there better to do than just win, win a couple of games to, to calm things down a little bit? And I think, you know, they've, they've been two teams that they would arguably have wanted to have beaten Milan would have been more of a struggle you'd have thought but they actually eased to victory in both of them and the Watford game 3-0 an emphatic scoreline I guess one that that perhaps maybe flattered Arsenal just a tad in that Watford did create some chances of their own didn't they and some decent ones yes definitely I mean I think Arsenal definitely deserves to win the game but as you say the 3-0 flattered them slightly obviously Watford missed a penalty but also created a couple of chances Petr Cech who's coming for criticism even Self-criticism lately was actually fantastic yesterday. We'll come on to check in a couple of moments and all the landmarks and the stories surrounding him from events here from Sunday. But, yeah, I think we'll go with some of the goals, first of all, and a 1,000 home Premier League goals for Arsenal in the can, courtesy of Skodra Mustafi. That was a great moment. Yes, you know, I believe it's only Manchester United that have achieved such an accolade and these things almost get scoffed at that the stats just seem to come out of left field from time to time. But it's just shows the longevity of how long Arsenal have been at the top of their game in the Premier League. And there have been some crackers over the years at a combination of Highbury and here at Emirates Stadium as well, haven't there? So it's nice that someone like Mustafi was the guy who got to, to crown it all with this landmark. And it was a good and it was a significant goal, wasn't it, for the club? Yes, I think you find often with these landmarks that you see when you pinpoint them, they always seem to be players you wouldn't expect that managed to get them. It'll be, <laughs> probably be a quiz question in 10 years' time. But yeah, it was, it was an important goal at an important time in the game. Watford were just starting to get a bit of a head of steam, but that took the pressure off and set the basis for, for the rest of the game. Now, Pat Emerick Aubameyang getting the second goal to put Arsenal well on the way in the game and just lovely interchangeability between him and his former Borussia Dortmund mate in Henrik Mkhitaryan. This, this bodes very well for me. He, has been, he hasn't been at his best in recent weeks, but I think he's, he's back to, to better days in, recent, in the last couple of games. Aubameyang looking to come forward, flight stays down, Aubameyang must yes. score and 
Well, the ball played through. Abamyang shows his pace. He takes it around Canisius and then rolls it into an empty net. And Pierre-Emerick Abamyang has got Arsenal second here. And really, Watford have been the better side since the restart. And it's a breakaway goal. It's terrific vision, good running. And it's Pierre-Emerick Abamyang. Yes, I mean, a lot of people spoke about it, but I, I'm slightly surprised how quickly they seem to have just been able to pick it up again in a different team in a different league. But it's like they've never been apart, really, isn't it? Like, they seem to, there seems to be a bit of telepathy there. There's a bit of, a bit early days, but a bit of Henri Bergkamp, if you look further afield, a bit of that York and Cole kind of understanding. And it, it could be going into a new season next year. Absolutely fantastic for Arsenal. And when you throw in Mesut Ozil as well, with his ability to change a game, with his sort of eye-of-the-needle threading passing as well, that trilogy, I think, has got great potential. Absolutely, yes. I mean, I think for, for a long time, there's, there's been more question marks over Arsenal's defence than their attack, but most certainly, going forward now, they, they're potent all over the pitch, aren't they? You mentioned the defence, just the odd occasion where Arsenal still perhaps either overplayed or just took their eye off the ball a little bit and, and made things hard for themselves when perhaps they didn't need to. Yes, I think so. But I think one thing that was that was highlighted on Master Day too last night actually, and I think showed that Ainsley Maitland Niles was superb yesterday at right back, and that's a new position for him. He's been at left back, he's been at left wing back. You know, he's come through the academy as as a central midfielder, but he, he looked adept there yesterday. I just think. When you're rotating your side, there's always going to be a level of miscommunication, if you like. But, you know, they'll get there, I think. Now, that key moment that we've just uh, alluded to a little bit in our chat so far, Mark, is Peter Cech doing something he hadn't done in over seven years in the Premier League. Here's a reminder. Well, Peter Cech's never saved a penalty for Arsenal. This has been much trotted out. How about now against Troy Deeney, who converted from the spot, of course, against Peter Cech at Vicarage Rose earlier this season and has been deadly from 12 yards this campaign. Can he give Watford a lifeline here? Dini against Czech. Oh, he's tipped onto the post and away. Terrific stuff from Pedicek, who had saved the penalty in Arsenal colours. And Troy Dini has been denied here. How's your cojones now, Troy? Yes. That's one way to answer it. So Peter Cech, as we heard, saving a penalty there and bringing up this landmark first goalkeeper to have 200 career Premier League clean sheets. Great story. It is a great story. I mean, the penalty incident itself is quite amazing that it's been so long of a keeper of his standing. I think it just shows what a lottery a penalty can be. But, um, yeah, it's quite a good way to mark mark, a, mark the landmark of 200 clean sheets by getting that monkey off his back as well. And I think he, he was delighted. I think you could see he was visibly delighted at full time. And coming in for some criticism of late, but... Uh... Fantastic man of the match performance, penalty save. Here is Peter and also the boss Arsene Wenger reacting to that storyline when they spoke to us post match. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, and I have to say, you know, uh, it's never happened that I had to wait 11 uh, games for a clean sheet, and and in the stretch it was quite frustrating at times because uh, you know that we had so many games where you know we had a big result, and uh, especially at home, you know, when you when you take the games against. Uh, against Everton or Crystal Palace that in the end, you know, you are 4-0 up and we conceded late goals. But, uh, you know, that's sometimes you, you go through the stretches like that as a team, as an individual, and obviously you need to find your way out. And, and hopefully this week, uh, you know, we had a massive uh, big game in Milan. We managed to win there with a the, with the clean sheet today. You know, I thought we carried it 
with us and uh, it was not an easy game as the as the score says because we scored in an important moment you know they missed the penalty they had a couple of chances in the first half so you know we had to we had to defend properly until the last second and then we did so you know i always say you know when you go through a difficult period the, the last thing you change is your work you know your uh, your attitude and and your precision in in everyday work what you do and you know i kept i kept working i kept working i i know how how I managed to get uh, this far, and so I, I carried my work, and I, I and you know I was sure that one day this is gonna turn back, and I know you know today it was an important save, so you know the questions, you know is it a penalty here or there? Well, will you save one? You know I did, so now we can we can carry on. You had to wait a while to save a penalty first of all, and uh, uh, it's quite fortunate that it's against Dini, you know. And uh, and on top of that, yes, to get that clean sheet. And uh, I believe in two weeks, it's, uh, his situation shows how his football is. In one week, he got from hell to heaven, you know, and that's how quickly how life can be. And uh, but uh, I like the two situations because in the first situation, they shown a lot of humility and responsibility, and uh, a record like that witnesses a lot of motivation and a huge level of intelligence, because you don't last for such a long time in, uh, in the game if you're not intelligent. Arsene Wenger and Peter Cech there, and I tell you what, Mark, the fact that Troy Deeney was the player taking it, the booze ringing out as he prepared to strike it on the back of his rather, should we say, caustic comments in the previous game in October, it just added to the story even more, didn't it? Yes, I think so, very much. I mean, it's not a first time for Troy, but he was the, the villain of the piece, the pantomime villain somewhat yesterday, wasn't he? he took a lot of stick from the supporters. That can sometimes galvanise a player, as I'm sure you know, it did with Troy, but with the penalty miss, I think he, he made a lot of people happy inside that stadium yesterday. We celebrated almost more vicariously than most of the goals, I think. And for Peter Cech, you don't get to a landmark like 200 Premier League clean sheets without obviously being a very, very good goalkeeper that's kind of stood the test of time. I just hope that after one or two shaky moments, this will just help ease that confidence back now that he's kept a first clean sheet in 12 in the league? Yes, you think so. I mean, Petr might struggle a bit given that he's going to be in and out of the team with the, with the hopefully a Europa League run because obviously David Aspin is the, the nominated goalkeeper for that competition. And I, I don't know, however used to that situation you become, I assume it is quite disorientating to be in and out of the goal. It, you know, we mentioned the defence a moment ago and it's the same issue there, I think, isn't it? They, that you're playing with a different goalkeeper behind you. There is a little bit of in continuity there, but like, you know, Petter's a, a class goalkeeper. You only have to see on Twitter the people that tweeted him to congratulate him, David De Gea and the like, just saying, you know, you're the top goalkeeper essentially. And he has been for so long. Those guys, he's been there for so long. Guys like David De Gea look up to him, I still, I think. Just a couple of other players I wanted to highlight from our commentary that we enjoyed doing for Arsenal Media. I felt Rob Holding had a very strong game. Literally about one misplaced pass, I think, is all I could put against him. And, and also Mohamed Elneny. We know he was player of the month for January. Whenever he gets his chance, to me, he just adds something in midfield to help balance those around him. Yeah, I think Rob Holding's very unlucky. That he seems to get a, a little run in the side or, or a game or two and then he, he goes missing from the squad because he is a good player. Um, Mohamed El Nene, I, I make no bones about it on my Twitter. I think he's what he's a very underrated footballer. I, and yesterday, I think he showed with his range of passing, but also his his ability and want to get into the challenge. He's actually he could play a much more central role in this team, but he, he also seems to be on the periphery somewhat. 
So with all of that in mind, Arsene Wenger making several changes for this game from the first leg of the Europa League. We didn't see Aaron Ramsey, Laurent Koscielny, Jack Wilshire on the bench, for example. So winding on to later this week, some good choices and hopefully some good fit and healthy players to pick to try and make through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you look at it like that, yesterday was a perfect day. There was quad rotation, 200th clean sheet for, for Czech, three points. Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan showing what they can do. And like you said, then we had Ramsey and Koscielny, two players that probably arguably can't play every game, rested up completely for Thursday night. It's actually, they go into that now full of confidence, you'd imagine. Rest weekend to then come in the Premier League due to the international break. A chance again just to go all out and, and play everybody at Arsenal's disposal if Arsene Wenger so wishes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure he'll go completely full strength. It's a shame Alexander Lacazette doesn't look like he looks like he'll be too short to be involved because it's been nice to see him before the break, but I'm sure he'll be back afterwards. Obviously. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We won't see Aubameyang because of this archaic UEFA ruling, but that's so he's done now for the international break. But yeah, I think there's no reason why Arsenal won't go as strong as he can on Thursday night and hopefully get the job done. That's personnel-wise. What about tactically when you head into a home leg with a 2-0 lead? How do you think Wenger will treat that side of things? I think if it was any other manager, you'd say he could even play a more defensive unit or shut up shop. But I think Arsenal only knows one way, only wants to play one way. And if they go out in the first 20 minutes and, and nick a goal, it is almost completely over then, isn't it? And confidence-wise, on the wider scale, we know all about obviously trying to make the Champions League through the Europa League by winning it, but each win just maybe incrementally just gets things a little bit more back on track after what's been such a challenging couple of months for the club. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we spoke to Jack Wilshire in Milan and he said exactly the same thing. He said, look, we might not get into the top four, but we can't suddenly write off the Premier League games because it's about building a momentum. They could have sacrificed yesterday and lost to Watford, but then that undoes everything that they did in Milan to rebuild what was a delicate confidence among the squad. So it is now about using the Premier League as a springboard, as I say, to hopefully go further in the Europa League and 
and hone the performances for the Europa League campaign. And the boss has obviously spoken as well about giving the home fans something to really cheer about and really galvanise and, and get them fully back on board. Um, this home game, trying to book a place through to the quarterfinals of a big European competition, is another good chance to hopefully do exactly that. Absolutely. A big win against you know, Milan are a bit of a sleeping giant, but they're still a giant of European football nonetheless. And if they can play as well and give them as much of a run around as they did in the San Siro, then the supporters will be will be delighted with that and I'm sure whoever else is in that draw on Friday would be sitting up and taking notice of Arsenal and wanting to avoid them at all costs. We shall wait and see. Hopefully the Gunners make it through to that draw. And as ever, Mark Van Bryans of PA, we appreciate your time here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast as our insider. Thank you for having us. Welsh midfield maestro Aaron Ramsey celebrates 10 years with us this summer. Here is Ramsey remembering the start of his time at Emirates Stadium. Yeah, when I first arrived at Arsenal, you know, it was a bit daunting pulling into the training ground and seeing all these you know, nice flash cars and, um, and yeah, and pulling up to them, parking up, going into the training ground, uh, to changing room then was, was quite an experience, you know, seeing the calibre of players that were there it was, um, yeah, it was a bit surreal that, you know, a few weeks ago I was, you know, training and, and was a Cardiff player, so, um, but yeah, to be fair, it was, they were very welcoming and, you know, the, the majority of the team was pretty young as well, so, you know, they took me in pretty well. The things that were going through my mind was just, um, are they going to know who I am sort of thing and, um, and yeah, I'd only played sort of a handful of games at Cardiff at this point, so they wouldn't have seen too much of me. And yeah, it was all about sort of having to prove yourself again. So um, they were the things that were going through my mind and obviously being a bit sort of, um, no, I'm not scared, but quite, it was quite a daunting experience really to, to go in there as a 17 year old and and sort of having to sort of prove yourself to all of them players again. I think when you go to a club, you know, you probably keep your head down for the first few weeks and sort of just try and um, train well, play well, and sort of gain their respect that way. And um, I was no different to that. Quite quiet and um, just got on with my work and, uh, and tried to let my football do the talking. and like I said, sort of get their respect through that way. Some of the first sessions that I had, I immediately knew there was so much more that I could improve on and you know, there was a lot of mannequin work and one and two touch passing around around the mannequins and just the the quality of the passing, um, you know, it was all just a step up, so I really had to, you know, improve on that um, and test myself. I just wanted to become the best player I could possibly become and I knew at Arsenal I'd have an opportunity to, to show and to learn early on in my career and the boss definitely gave me that opportunity so um, yeah I'm grateful for that and I think you know I've learned um, so much being here and the players as well that have been here taking little bits from you know just learning little things from each and every one of their game has definitely helped me. I think 
all of the all the Arsenal players were, you know, renowned around the world. And um, being a Cardiff, you know, you'd hear a lot about um, the players playing at the time. So yeah, I think Fabregas was probably the player that would stand out. He plays in my position, and you know, the amount of assists and his passing ability was is brilliant. So yeah, he was definitely someone that I tried to look to to sort of help on that. Um, on that side of it. Reign of Arsenal. Well, it should have been time for Brain of Arsenal, but something that's utterly unprecedented in the near three years that myself and Adrian Clark have been contributing to the Arsenal Weekly podcast has happened. There is no Clarkie. Adrian Clark is quite severely ill. Yeah, no Clarkie here, no Clarkie on the phone. He's so ill, he can't even take a phone call. So it's just myself and Arsenal Weekly podcast editor Liam Roberts here in the studio. And you know what? It just feels like we've lost a limb here, doesn't it? I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm in Clarkie's seat, it doesn't feel right. We can't get him on the phone. Um, yeah, he's very, very ill. And the danger is, by sitting in his seat, you may now potentially contract the Australian flu that he's got? I, it's something, it's some kind of flu. I know he's, he's bedridden. Like, I thought it was to do with the amount of revision he's been doing, but, um, <laughs> but we know he doesn't do that much. So, um, yeah, is he going to use this as an excuse? Two weeks of revision? What I'd like to know is, if you think about a, a football game, if a team does not fulfil its fixture, there's an ultimate and immediate... 3-0 victory given to the other team that yeah. has turned up, i.e. me. This is done its prep, yeah, done its work. Yeah, this is in 1996-97 yeah. all over again. So that actually relegated them as well, if you remember. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a, this is a tough one. Well, I know you're the man in charge, I'm, so I'm just wondering, do I get an immediate 3-0 victory that admittedly would probably push me on to a third round of questions, which I'll get massacred in, but <laughs> so it's, it's an points. easy It's an easy week, too, for you. I don't know. I think we should put it out to the, uh, to the listeners, possibly. Uh, Does Clarky get a buy where we just reconvene next week, yeah. or do I get a three-night aggregate win? Because I'm here, yeah, I'm prepped, he, I'm ready. Does he get He's the not. benefit of doubt for being here all the time in three years? And I, no, like you, no. See, it's, it's five You see I mean, me at death's door, coughing my guts up, and I still attend every week. Yes. See, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we put it out to listeners. I reckon if you could put a Twitter poll together on your yeah. Twitter feed, I want to know what the listeners think. Should. Russell Hargreaves get a default win. 3 0. We'll say we won't say the full four. Yep. We'll say three, just like in the Premier League. Yep. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll have the results next week. Or should Clarkie get a bye week? Do you feel that sorry for him? No. Not remotely. Sorry for that man. Let's see how it goes. All right, I shall get that out to social media. And Liam, uh, in the meanwhile, Thank you very much indeed. It means I'll have to write new questions. I actually had questions prepared for this week. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, for, for my benefit. You actually want Clarkie to win? Yeah. The final word this week goes to former ITV commentator Peter Drury. To celebrate our 1,000th home Premier League goal, we spoke to Peter about his favourite from the year way back in 1997. It was a fantastic day. I remember it was a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Uh, and it was kind of... Um, because I suppose Bolton were, um, Bolton were the bad side, but they were relatively modest. Arsenal were expected to win. And it kind of felt like Wrighty's testimonial mm. uh, because almost the whole purpose of the game was for Ian Wright to break this long-established record 
of a kind of legendary name from the Arsenal archive and history. You know, Cliff Baston was so far back that, you know, people on the whole, you know, had never experienced his career. And it was like a kind of piece of immovable history, which Ian Wright was going to move. Uh, and um, when he did it, I, the explosion was terrific. And typically of him, of course, he had his, he had a T-shirt ready for it. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so that that I have to say was um, was a very um, happy day to be there. Actually, and of course that was a significant season because it was Arsene Wenger's first full season. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Aaron Ramsey, to Mark Bryans, and of course to Peter Drury for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and also find us on ACAST these days. Remember too to get your questions into Adrian Clark. He'll be back at the chalkboard next week on Twitter, and that's using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. We're back on Monday, March the 19th, and until then, it's bye for now. Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 